Welcome to Discoculia Headlines Weekly, a podcast where we share news, information, resources, tips and tricks about Discoculia. You can subscribe to this podcast via iTunes and then search for Discoculia Headlines. You can also find us on the web at discoculiaheadlines.com and then click on the podcast page. ADHD and math teaching, diagnosing Discoculia, math manipulatives of first graders, Discoculia and working memory, and a wonderful resource. This is our podcast for week four in 2021. And with us is Dr. Schroeder, the founder of Disco Coolia Services. Welcome, Dr. Schroeder. Well, I'm happy to uh, be back again. Absolutely. Welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, we have wonderful, well, we have uh, a rich array of links ahead of us. And let's talk a little bit through it and get your, your vibes on it. Uh, the first one is talking about ADHD and math teaching. Now, that seems to be quite an issue. If somebody has an ADHD and then you need to teach math to them. Well, that, that is definitely uh, an issue. And, and this story comes from the Special Needs Resource blog. And uh, they have a lot of posts there. But it was a little bit uh, difficult to actually find out who is posting all of this is he or she is very active but i don't know who it is mm. and they may um, have ADHD. <laughs> <laughs> no 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 uh, they're very organized um but um they also state that um what is on their blog is not necessarily their own opinion because here what we uh, read in this link which has a lot of very interesting things, but also something that's kind of um, eye-catching. They make the point that 4 to 7% of children have dyscalculia compared to 26% of children who have ADHD. Well, I tried to locate the research where that is uh, coming from, but there was no, um, no reference. Anyway, um, it's still a, a major issue in uh, trying to teach children who have a combination of a uh, specific learning disability and ADHD. And that all impacts their memory function. And that is obviously vitally important if we want to do math calculations. And particularly when uh, there are uh, multi-step questions Um, or when they need to uh, like borrow is the old word but regrouping uh, uh-huh. numbers so actually i remember uh, no, i've so never i've never really understood that word borrow no but you never give, but it, you back. Never give it back it's really not borrowing <laughs> yeah. regrouping is good <laughs> anyway maybe it's the same as what we said in previous years uh, go and borrow an egg from the neighbors well you're right also <laughs> well you never give that egg back yes yes yes, yes. anyway um, so I remember years ago at the uh, University of Texas in Houston, uh, where we had a uh, uh, research um, on iCard done by um, Caroline Denton, and I was one of the, the helpers for that. So uh, we had three groups of children um, that had both dyslexia and ADHD, and there were three treatment groups that could be compared. Um, one group only got a treatment for ADHD, both behavioral treatment and um, medication. There was one uh, group that got only the dyslexia intervention treatment. 
and there was a group that got both treatments. Well, maybe by now you can uh, expect the result of that study and indeed those who had uh, treatment for both of their issues uh, did well. Okay. So um, the difference between the groups was really significant, like I said. So the point is that you can make progress with children who have ADHD and do not get treatment, but you need to be realistic about the pace you're making and uh, manage uh, the parents' expectations or maybe um, make them think about um, a combination uh, treatment. If the child has both diagnoses, it sounds reasonable to treat both of them. Right. Okay. Well, sounds like uh, like good advice. Yeah. If I mean, if they have both, then treat both. Now, uh, before we treat, we need to diagnose them. And our following link, our next link, tells us diagnosing dyscalculia. And what can we learn from that link? Well, this is a link from Owlcation, the, <laughs> the owl in education. Nice. And uh, it's a list of things people will be looking for to identify students with a high uh, chance, a high risk of having dyscalculia. And uh, they mention also other than just uh, problems with numbers. That is very important. Uh, they often have spatial problems um, uh, finding their way around, but also that um, influences how they align the numbers into columns. Right. Then they often have trouble with uh, sequencing, also sequencing of numbers and concepts. And uh, they have uh, a whole list there. It's maybe a little bit boring if I uh, read all of them. Um, but what is new for some people is that they can also have difficulties using a calculator because for years that was kind of seen as the ideal solution. Just give them a calculator and everything yeah. uh, will um, will go well. But the calculator is not the answer to all their it's, math troubles. No, no, if you don't know how to type it right. in, if and you put your decimal... And what to type in. Yeah, right. put your decimal dot at the wrong right. spot, things like that. Um, so even when they notice these situations, and that is kind of the mission of this um, post, some psychologists will not immediately think about dyscalculia and throw in some specific test to um, identify that, but they think more about other learning disabilities or uh, underlying issues like uh, visual processing disorder. Now, when there's nothing else they can diagnose, they will eventually choose dyscalculia, but um, this is just another reason why there are too, uh, too few students uh, identified and diagnosed here. Now, and uh, the story in this link actually tells about a special education teacher who gets a new student in her class. And um, she reads the diagnosis on the assessment and it happens to be dyscalculia. Now, this was her first student ever who had dyscalculia. She was not familiar with it, let alone that she had any materials or um, knowledge how to remediate for it. And that is what we also need to work on. Well, that ties in very nicely with our next link where it talks about math manipulatives for first graders. 
absolutely and i would actually um, expand that a little bit it's not only for first graders younger and older students still can benefit from um, manipulatives so this is a really interesting very good uh, reminder it's uh, quick and easy uh, with a lot of pictures they even uh, put buttons on where to buy them and uh, there are some fairly simple things it doesn't all have to be uh, very expensive like right. like math dice uh, geo boards kids love that um, and uh, there is counting sticks in a little box a bit like uh, you're probably familiar with the spindles activity in the Montessori program there is a clock that you can um, make the hands turn and I wanted to say that uh, recently there is a new um, teaching clock where you can take out the hours and that's obviously in a circle when you have it on your uh, on your clock right. uh, plate but they have little um, moving parts in them uh, kind of a hinge and you can lay out the numbers as if it was a number line and that makes a very good oh, connection okay. uh, for those kids okay. if they need to think about um, elapsed time now unfortunately a little suggestion they only mention base 10 blocks uh, not the cuisinier rods and and we all know that um, base 10 blocks are very useful mr dianis has given the world a good invention here um, but they um, stick with counting by ones if you want seven blocks then it is seven little things that um, wander all over your table and it makes the kids count one two three four five six seven while if you can use cuisinaire rods they can pick up in this case a black rod that is seven as a unit as a thing okay. at, that's one um, thing that you uh, do not have to count one by one because that is one of our um, big issues with the kids with dyscalculia. They stick counting by one, so that is not something we want to um, to reinforce. Okay, good, good, but a good resource. Our next link is about dyscalculia and working memory. I guess you need that, right? Absolutely. Uh, this is an. Um, uh, article in uh, brain and cognition from uh, a group of researchers in Mexico and it uh, goes back to study it um, was examining um, arithmetic processing um, in 44 children 22 with and 22 without dyscalculia children mm -hmm. of uh, age 9 to 11 and um, they were comparing their brain activity uh, using uh, ERP, event related potential, that's kind of an EEG uh, um, method. And they looked into the difference what they saw. And one of the things that they uh, came up with was obviously that some children who have dyscalculia um, have. Um, issues also with working memory function and that was a big um, 
divide between in within the group of the dyscalculia kids uh, when working memory is not um, active not working well as it should um, the calculations with multi-step uh, questions uh, are really uh, difficult for those kids um, and uh, kids with um, working memory issues also had a harder time um, during their remediations it took longer and they needed more uh, recircling back that was not from this uh, article the article is about the working memory right. but these are known issues for kids with working memory okay. so it's good that before you start your intervention with a student with dyscalculia that you have some information you about how the working memory right. is right yeah sounds important well and then uh, we're always on the lookout for uh, resources in fact if you click on tools in the uh, right side navigation bar on the website dyscalculiaheadlines.com then uh, you'll, you'll get a wealth of resources and uh, and also our next link our next link says a wonderful resource how is this resource? Yes, it's absolutely wonderful. It's uh, from the UK. So therefore it's called Wise Rose Mats with an S at the end. Uh, it's a series of videos with helpful tips and lessons, all sorted by grade. And they also make lesson plans and uh, copies of their PowerPoint slides available for free. And you can see the teams who put it together on the Who Are We uh, uh, webpage. And it's quite an extensive team. They uh, also do a great job as there are many uh, free uh, resources. There is also a premium uh, service with courses. And I guess that is what makes them some money so they can keep uh, offering other videos uh, for free. A great resources resource that I will certainly recommend to some of my clients. Absolutely. Well, those were the links uh, for this week. Thank you very much, Dr. Schroeder, for stepping in and, and talking us through uh, these uh, links. It always adds value to, uh, to the, uh, the blunt uh, postings on our, uh, on our website. Dr. Schroeder, the founder of DiscoCuliaServices.com, and she is on a mission to increase the number of tutors available for children and adults who have dyscalculia and therefore she has created a online dyscalculia tutor training you can find all the information at dyscalculiatutortraining.org dyscalculia headlines weekly is a production from dyscalculiaheadlines.com you can find us on the web at dyscalculiaheadlines.com and we are on twitter at dyscalculiahead you can also find us on facebook we have a board on pinterest and on flipboard search for dyscalculia headlines or follow the links on our webpage you can send your questions, comments, and contributions to communications at discoculiaheadlines.com and we may even discuss it in one of our upcoming podcasts. We hope this was useful for you, and until next week, you can count on us.